Yo guys, welcome to episode number uh, three or four on season two, I'm not too sure. Um, we are, this is the second time we've tried to record this because I am a fucking doofus. So we are just going to jump straight in. Reese is here as always, say hi Reese. Hello, everyone. Yeah, cool, the audio is to work for that. But we also got our good friend, Roger Palmer, on the podcast Well, How are you, buddy? I'm pretty good, thank you. Good. Uh, I'm doing right. I'll, I'll pretend like we haven't just had like 20 minutes of conversation and then I realise this, this is totally fucked up. So, um, yeah, so for those that don't know Rob, Rob is a YouTuber, a blogger, a po- I was supposed to say podcaster, and you could be a podcaster if you want, better, better podcaster than I'm going to be at the minute. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, and you've got your own website and stuff and a blogger. So how do you manage to do all of that and still work and just live and exist this is pretty crazy you do a lot i do and uh to be fair i don't manage to do that and anything else um as soon as i start a new project everything else just goes on the back burner and i don't have a social life ever so (laughs) makes it easy to fit things in fair 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 Right, okay, we're going to jump back to where we were just chatting about uh, Down the Festival and generally just slagging off Tool because it's Reese's favourite band ever. Um, yeah, you two were discussing the Tool fans, so what is our opinion of a Tool fan? Well, I was just I was just saying that, that although I'm a massive Tool fan, um, I, I wouldn't want to sit in a room with them and discuss music or Tool. Or anything. I kind of want to keep Tool as my thing that I listen to, and never discuss it with anyone because unless they don't like Tool or they're kind of normal people, because um, the majority of Tool fans are just um, elitist kind of knobheads, really. I said cunts, <laughs> mate. Just say how is they're absolute cunts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they are like. No, I'm joking, of course not. Um, so Reese kind of gave me Tool as a part of... So in Series 1, we had a, sort of a trading situation where I would give Reese a band who he's never listened to before and he'd give me a band to listen to with compare notes at the end of the following week. Um, and he gave me Tool, and I found Tool to be very dense and difficult to listen to, but once I took some psychedelics, it kind of made things a lot easier. <laughs> and now I kind of... I get it. To have to take drugs to enjoy a music is kind of... It says a lot about the music and my personality, how they don't really clash. Where, as opposed to um, Rob being uh, more of a punk fan, he'll kind of like it saying, as me, saying, you can get a beer and headbang and that's all you want. And have a dance at a party. You don't need to, like, get absolutely like mashed up to enjoy The Descendants, for example. <laughs> no, it is much more difficult to be a casual tool fan, I think. You have yeah. to be really into them. Yeah, you have to just wank yourself off tonight. It's sad of Maynard joking and singing. singing away. <laughs> exactly. What did you listen to of Tool then when you were given this? What? Uh, so I went in and listened to Lateralis, uh, 10,000 Days, and Enema. Is that the one? Yeah, Enema. Enema. Yeah. And I just thought it was. I don't know, it was really dense. And it was just really kind of weird and. Like, don't get me wrong, like, I, obviously I like extreme music, so, you know, like, but it wasn't extreme in the sense, like, the most, so the way that I kind of gauge extremeness is, like, if it's unaudible, if you're sort of talking Cannibal Corpse, for the most part, that's inaudible, for the most part, but I like it for that reason, whereas I look at someone like Meshuggah, who's very mechanical, and again, I like it for that reason, where Descendant, Descendant's Tool, even, was just kind of, like, just so, I couldn't, 
find any latching on points almost like you know you look at like a pop punk song and you have like hooks and guitar bits to grab onto you're like cool i've got the rhythm i've got the, i've got that uh that catchy lyric tool have none of those points it's just kind of like free falling into this thing that is their music and it was a bit like oh that's weird i don't like it <laughs> i think if you listen to the earlier stuff um like undertow a lot of it's really just like catchy well-written songs um if you if you're more into tools kind of more casual if you're into listening to tool more casually the earlier stuff is just a lot more casual whereas as, as they've grown as a band it's just become an album band said like a true music wanker if you listen to their <laughs> oh, first album there's the first album the one <laughs> no. you want like <laughs> no, no no as in as it's in well commercial um, now <laughs> no no as in i wouldn't i wouldn't listen to many singles from the later albums because i don't find them that catchy like Fair. i wouldn't whereas like sober is a song that i just put on because it's a banging tune I think um, that is probably the problem with Tool, if there was a problem. They don't really have many singles. Yeah. It's not like you can just chuck a Tool song on and go, oh, that's that's a banger, as, as opposed to like they have a whole body of work kind of thing. So Yeah, exactly. But yeah. Um, Rob, I was going to say, mention your YouTube. You do your um, metal metal monthly review. Is it metal monthly review? Is that how you word of it? It's just metal monthly. Metal yeah. monthly, yeah. <laughs> Which... It's brilliant, but I'm also really annoyed that I didn't think of that. Like, and there was no way that I could steal that without making it look like I directly stealed it from you. Like, so, um, someone who's into their their punky, more edgy stuff, metal. Where do you sit with that stuff? What's excited you this year? This year, oh my god, I don't even know. Um, because of Metal Monthly, I do listen to a lot of the uh, new albums that have been coming out, mm. and I have really enjoyed most of them. Um, I think. Oh, is Body Count's thing even out yet? I, I was listening to Body Count a while ago. Yeah, I think they've got a new album. Mm, let me just Pretty sure that was uh, Carry on talking, I'm just going to Google it. Um, we will find out shortly. <laughs> Body Count uh, albums. Uh, body Count, Body Count, Body Count. 1992, that's not helpful. Um, <laughs> why does it not just tell me this? Back they probably time. did have an album out then, yes. But... Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, because it was like 2019, wasn't it? I'm sure of it. Uh, They've got one coming out this year, but maybe it isn't out yet. Oh, uh, okay. I do tend to just listen to them anyway, though. Oh, yeah, Carnival. Released What's been your favourite? 2020. Carnival, that was it. Yeah. That is out uh, this year. Yes, that's a great album. Yeah. The one What's with, been like, your favourite album this year? I don't know. I'm having to look back at my old notes from Metal Monthly to see what has come out. Um that uh, the the new Lamb of God album is pretty good. I was pretty pretty impressed with that, and also quite recently the uh, Napalm Death record. I really enjoyed. I was just that's the one I've seen Napalm Death. Yeah. That um, throws in the joy throws of joy in the jaws of defeatism, which is a fantastic name. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's a great album. Name, isn't it? <laughs> like Napalm Death have got good again. It's fantastic. Yeah, and people argue quite a lot and say that Napalm Death are just this grindcore band and they just play really fast, extreme music, but oh, they're so much better than that. That's such like a one, one-sided one opinion, like one-sided thing to way to look at them. I think it's an old opinion as well. They may have been that back in the day. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. this definitely. year, um, Logic Ravaged by Brute Force is maybe my best, my favourite song of the past 10 years that was released. Was that this year? By them. Yeah. My God, that's a good song. 
is a good song to be fair. That's I've had a cool. weird I've had a weird journey with metal this year. I just haven't listened to like last year I go so hard on metal. This year I'm like, right, I need to like cool it down and listen to more like punk and indie and like just kind of alt rock and stuff. So I kinda of try to broaden my music taste to kind of that, that's a, that's the thing with with me and Reese it works kind of well because Reese is like more into the indie side of stuff and the more uh, polished rock. Well, I'm more into sort of the dirty end of metal. So like we kind of make a quite quite a nice dynamic and bringing you in as well makes it even like even further the other way. So I like the new Aussie album. New Aussie album was pretty yeah. good. I was impressed with that for for a man of his age and his you know ability being the way he is at this point I didn't think we'd get a decent Aussie record again but he is a workhorse isn't he he won't stop <laughs> he, he just like what do you say he just he'll never retire yeah but I don't but think he will he, I wish he'll... he I wish he would though like uh, not not in like the poor man deserves <laughs> a break you know he's worked since like yeah, 1968 or whatever and not stopped like, what's he going to do if he retires yeah, he said he won't retire he literally just said in an interview recently <laughs> <laughs> he literally said I, I will die on stage which is fair enough what like Tommy Cooper know, yeah uh, yeah did he die on stage yeah Tommy Cooper yeah, um, yeah. yeah he couldn't have thought of a metal reference yeah well yeah I like Dime Bag Daryl yeah oh, well, yeah, he's no. gonna, Ozzy's gonna get shot on stage <laughs> <laughs> no I um, I think although if he does die Sharon's definitely bringing out a hologram isn't she yeah, plot twist is actually Sharon who shoots him. Yeah. <laughs> Just so she can bring out the hologram. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, the hologram. did anyone watch the SM2 by Metallica? I haven't. No, I haven't. It was, is it good? This is really, really good. Yeah. If you, if either of you have got um, Sky, it was on Sky Arts a few weeks ago, so it might be able to catch up on there. So it was, it was really, really good. Obviously, they brought back the... Um, the San Francisco Orchestra and rearranged some of the new songs, Metallica songs, as well as the old stuff. And it was pretty good, I have to I've, say. I've listened to a f- like one or two songs that they put on Netflix. I believe they put them on Netflix. Yeah, and yeah, they, yeah. Sounded re- they sounded really decent. So I'll, I'll probably, I probably actually will uh, have a look at that. So, Rob, am I right in thinking you're a Deftones fan or you're not a Deftones fan? Me? Yeah. Um, back to school was pretty good. Okay, I just I, I, re- I okay, fair enough. But the only reason I say is because I'm convinced I may have seen you or had a conversation with you either on YouTube or in person about Deftones, and I can't remember you had like a really polarizing opinion of you hated them or loved them, but I can't remember. But in Not case, a big fan. Oh, well, they knew I was fucking great. So, and after what Andy, so we got Andy on the podcast, and literally he was like, so at the end of this podcast. We do what's known as uh, your your controversial musical opinion, which I'll tell you now. You can have a little while to think about. Um, and essentially, at the end of the podcast, we ask you that question: What is your musical uh, unpopular opinion? And you say it, and that's how the podcast ends. We don't have to talk about it. It's just then it becomes fact. So um, yeah, Andy turned around and said that Deftones aren't that great, and I got very angry and I left. <laughs> <laughs> I just up and down. I was like, no, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. Speaking and, um, of that, he didn't say they were bad, did he? So, <laughs> was when, he said that, like, when he said they aren't that great, I kind of agree to a certain extent. That's controversial. Dude. I mean, I said, they, I said something horrific about the Beatles and I had to edit it out because it was a little too harsh. 
I wouldn't call them. I wouldn't call Deftones great. So I uh, guess they whoa, aren't that great. Whoa, whoa, they're not great. They're whoa, not great. Okay, we're getting we're getting into. No, um, one album that is argumentatively great though is Code Oranges underneath, which oh god, it's good. I fuck it. Rob's looking very confused at me at that. I think I've listened to that. I think I did enjoy it. I get confused with Code Orange. Because there's also Agent Orange, about the punk band. <laughs> um, the one they done, um, Swallow the Rabbit Hole. In fi- the one they done, the, the, uh, they were the first ones to basically do a live stream with no one in it. No one in the venue. They were like, the first ones to like really oh, right. do that thing. And they were just fucking excellent. They are and paving the way, aren't they? They really are. Like I'm, I feel really bad for any kind of other metal band around at this point because no one can come even close to them, and the fact that Bring With Horizon are like copying their visuals left, right, and centre, yeah. so they don't sound like them at all. But yeah, yeah, but they're, they're two bands on this like massive hot streak that I hope never ends. What's that? <laughs> what Bring With Horizon? Both of them. Well, Bring oh. Horizon are now on our hot streak. I'd say. Like I, I'm really excited for this album. Although, arguably, they've been on a hot streak since 2008, if you ask me. But, you know, that's because I love well, everything. I don't know. I love everything I've ever put out, but that's besides the point. <laughs> ammo, ammo, ammo was a bit sketchy, but I guess it's it's not not everything on that was for me. Well, I, I, are you the guy on Instagram, in the duck, the black duck Tolia tank, saying ain't heavy metal? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No, no, I, like, I like some of the, the, the songs that aren't anywhere near. Like, is it Nihilist Blues? That's a great song. Yeah, it didn't work as well live, though. <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't imagine it would work on live. Unless it was like, I don't know. If they pumped it up outdoors mm. and had, like, cool lights. Like, that, that, there's that kind of blue theme with that song, isn't it? So they got the... But, yeah, how, how what was it like live? Just not, like, loud enough, or...? It was just kind of... It was, kind of, it was just like... It was, uh, it was a piss break, go to the bar song. Uh, like, right, oh, okay. okay, we need to go for a wee. Oh, this is this is the definite time to go for a pee. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I'll tell you what though. Since lockdown stuff's happened, I am dying to go back to a gig, much like you guys. But for some reason, there is only one band I can think of off the top of my head that I need to see live again, and that would instantly send me to my happy place at gigs. And that band is the in betweeners, the interrupters. What is wrong with me today? <laughs> go see the in betweeners. Fucking hell! Um, no, the interrupters. Um, yeah. Are you a fan? Either of you two a fan? I am a massive fan. Yeah, massive, massive fan. I am also a massive, massive fan of them. Yes, common ground. Yeah, common ground. <laughs> See, I, I done that as a complete setup because I knew you both loved them. <laughs> <laughs> as do I. They're fucking amazing. But um, they are. Oh, I think that was the last gig I went to. Was the Interrupters? I think it's the only gig I've been to this year. I would arguably wow. say they are probably one of the best live bands I've had fun with in a long long time where like it's just one minute you're dancing you're drinking beer you're hugging the person next to you way go to a gig <laughs> it's the closest <laughs> I imagine it's like what it's like being at a football match like do you know what I mean like when, they, when, they, when your team score everyone's just really happy about it but it's so, uh, what f- football game football games when, when like I went to a derby uh, Cardiff versus Swansea and there's no feeling like when the ball in the net is just oh this is some bloke you've never met before like 60 year old bloke just starts hugging you and you're like okay um thank you uh but 
yeah and then yeah it's just crazy but yeah no I, I get what you mean about the feeling kind of like a a football game because everyone kind of feels together yeah. they kind of create a family kind of feeling in the crowd this is my family Exactly. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm the one always making the puns. I was, podcast. I was listening like, to that song today. <laughs> I so. just like the only time that I've so I've seen them about four or five times. The only time they got not even showing up, but they were just they spoiled Green Day, and it was the first time I've ever seen Green Day, and I was well too excited that I basically like drunk like basically like a liter of vodka with my sister and got way too drunk before Green Day would come on and I was like who is this band they sound pretty good but this is like at the O2 so we were like up in the gods about a million miles away from the stage as well I was like I think that is it a girl on stage or girl on stage? I'm not too sure I can't really see like you must have just bought the DVD at that point do you know what I mean <laughs> but um yeah what a, what a fucking great band what a great great band um I'm gonna bring up my my doodars so what was I going to say? Um, yeah, are you into horror movies and things? Because we're, it's nearly Halloween. This is like our spooky season. But I think Halloween probably would have gone at this point. But fuck it, we're going to go with it. Because horror films are great. <laughs> horror films are the best genre of films. Yeah. And it goes very well with metal music. Yeah. What is that, Matt? You're gonna get I'm, copyright striked. My, my phone is just, this podcast is an absolute <laughs> fucking disaster. <laughs> I Today promise. Is... I, I promise everyone that Rob will come back on this podcast and we will set the record <laughs> straight. I promise. But um, like before that, we started recording the podcast. I put a message in, in the chat we have between the three of us and said someone just started making a desk <laughs> and they just started um, like putting putting nails in. I was like, oh my god, I think I'm gonna stop. Uh, but thankfully they stopped and then yeah Matt did his thing <laughs> so I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and say top five horror films go me specifically huh well both of you okay I'll, I'll go first since I've kind of you got go an, I've kind of got an idea of where I'm going with this so top five horror films I am gonna go with uh, so I'm more of a fan of the uh, sort of slashery type um, horror films as opposed to the, the actual scary ones so that makes sense if something's, yeah. if something's really real that scares the shit out of me like not it would be like if Paranormal was actually a good movie like that would scare <laughs> the shit out of me because that could happen but it was done so terribly it doesn't scare me but things like that, ghosts and kind of movies I'm like mm, that could be a thing but like you know uh, murdery people slashing people I'm like ah it's just a man in a mask it's just like Scooby-Doo on acid <laughs> <laughs> but I'll say uh, my number five I'm going to go with uh, Saw slash the Jigsaw movie because I absolutely love the Saw movies because they are terrible um, but yet they are kind of got that weird aesthetic that I kind of like the undertone yeah. where it's sort of saying like you know you don't value life because you're a bad person therefore you should like you know pay for it and i quite like that as a thing it's got like a moral dilemma yeah the the, the saw movies are just they're 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 so weird and silly because it does all those like john kramer does all those things but he hates murderers doesn't like murderers but <laughs> <laughs> i've never heard anybody like the, 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 the biggest 
the biggest like cop out in history. I don't have murders because I don't even murder them. They murder themselves. <laughs> I my, my fourth one, um, Nightmare on Elm Street, just because yes. that is an absolute classic, and I pretty much love because I'm a total nerd for this shit. I pretty much love every incarnation of those movies as well. Even the really terrible remakes that I'm, yeah. I'm pretty into. Um, number three, I am going to go with Scream, the original. Because I think it's just a classic movie and it's really good. It's really good fun. Um, number two is a joint one. I couldn't Because they go together. So it's Get Out followed by Us by John Peel. Which I think is really, really cool because it's Ooh. a horror movie, but it's like also a kind of a socially political what? kind of look at life and things. Which yeah. Really what, cool. what did you What did you prefer? I saw Get Out. I preferred Get Out because I just thought that yeah, was same. really. I thought it was. I thought Us was good, but it was a little too. It went too for its own good. Maybe it went too. Um, in my opinion, it went too like too grand scale. They they didn't keep it. I guess they kind of defi- uh went beyond what the film was set up to be because they kind of made it like worldwide when I just completely thought the whole movie is going to be set between that f- that family yeah and that was definitely. it so they ca- that kind of shocked me but I didn't really like it as much as Get Out because I thought Get Out was so so was weirder <laughs> okay and the last one is one that is on Netflix and was released in 2019 now, before I go into this movie, I'll give you a bit of context to how I watched this movie. During furlough, and when we were all locked down and stuff, um, my dad just happened to be off work sick one day, right? And he went, oh, you know what, son, we should watch a film together. We haven't watched a film together in ages. And me and my dad quite like horror movies and stuff. So he decided, this is about 11 o'clock in the afternoon, in the morning, he decided to put on a film called The Platform. It's on Netflix. I don't know if any of you had seen it or heard of it. I've, I've seen it now. It's a Spanish uh, science fiction horror movie. doesn't really like, go too much into science fiction, but it's definitely a horror movie. And honest to God, it's the most fucking disturbing thing I've ever watched in my whole life. Maybe me and my dad watched it, and we both like looked at each other after. and was like, what the fuck did we just watch? Essentially, it's uh, a film set... In a large tower uh, prison, essentially, and there's a hole in the ground, and these people have to live in this in these cells, right? But there's a big hole in the ground. It's basically, the hole in the ground. So they start from the top, a level one. There's a big tower, um, there's a big platform of food, and as it gets lower and lower and lower through the levels, people take food from the top, and once it gets to the bottom, obviously there's little to nothing left. Now, if everyone plays nicely and properly, there should be enough food to do all the levels. Now, once a month, they basically uh, change levels. So you could start off in your prison sentence at level one, and you have the whole, you have as much food as you can eat. But the next month, you could be at level 302, and there's next nothing there, if anything there. And it's kind of this weird psychological thing, and it's it's yeah. fucking horrible. It makes it makes you think about our society. And honestly, like I came away for it, and like. I don't know why it's it's the music and the lighting that really fucked me up. Like it made honestly made my skin crawl. It was horrid. 
But <laughs> I, I honestly came away from thinking about it for like two days and just like, this is a really horrible movie. I don't want to like talk about this. <laughs> like, my mom came out. She's like, "How was your day?" And I was like, "I don't want to talk about it." Like, <laughs> do you know what I, mean? I, was like, I was really like scarred. I was like, "This is horrible." I think if a, if a film can do that to you, then it's got to be it's got to be a good film, isn't it? And my my uh, sort of honourable mention that isn't a horror film, but it is a great film. But it is of the horror genre, uh, Shaun of the Dead, because it is of the horror genre of sorts. But obviously, it's a spoof of you know. But it is yeah. fantastic. So, um, what about you two? What's your top five if you've got them? Who wants to go first? I'll let you go first, Rich. Okay, this is gonna be hard, right? I, d- I don't know if they're gonna be in order because it's gonna be. I'm just gonna think the ones that come to my head first, the ones that just stand out to me. I'd say Gerald's Game. I've not seen that. It's a good one. It's good. Um, I'd say. Oh, um, I have to copy you, Matt, and say get out. Yes. It's such a good movie. Um, these are never going to be in order. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the oh, Have you seen the Creep, the two Creep movies on Netflix? Is that the one where they're on the train? Am I right thinking that? Uh, no. They're like... It's it's hard to explain without kind of spoiling without it. spoiling the film. Okay. Absolutely, yeah. It's 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 a really like. Oh no! Um, not, no, I haven't seen it. No, I'm thinking of something else. It's like a, it's like an independent horror movie. I kind of I was late at night and it was like I was just scrolling through Netflix horror movies. I thought, hmm, am I what right can I watch? Th- I thought, am I right in thinking it's the American uh, psychological thriller and it's the found footage one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I'll just go off Wikipedia. Yeah. Yeah. Um, basically, I was watching it. Um, when I, I went to go put it on, I thought this is just going to be sh- it, the, the, the picture on Netflix for like watching it. And there's no trade. I was like, this is going to be hilarious. It's going to be so bad. And then it got to the end, and I was like, Jesus! My girlfriend was like crying because the, the the last scene in the movie that's spoiling it is just like. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um, so that's what's that three? Um, oh, another one. Oh, there was there was a horror film called Creep in two thousand and four uh, that was stuck on a train. That's what I was thinking of it. Oh, I think I've seen that. It's a uh, it's a oh. it's a British German horror film. Gets locked in a film, locked in an underground station overnight. Yes, I've seen that. It's not that's, bad actually. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's why I remember seeing the um the picture on. I remember seeing that. I was like, is that? A film? But it's not. Okay, go carry on. <laughs> and then I'd have to go with um. Oh, what's it called? Oh, I'm I don't debating know. putting her- this, this is I'm debating- well done, I'm, deba- I'm debating putting hereditary in, but I'm not sure. I, can- I still can't tell Her- if I like Her- it. Hereditary is great, apart from the last ten minutes. Which yeah, is yeah, that's what I mean. That's what, that's what it just falls on a cliff. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm gonna go with the visit. Oh. The visit, okay. With the the grandparents oh, and the children. I think M night in... M night Shamal. I can't say his yeah. last name. I think I've seen an advert <laughs> for that. Yeah, no, it's uh, it, I thought it was just going to be a really uh, you know, like boring, like cliche horror movie, but it, it was surprisingly good. And then the last one, ah. I had a film in my head, and I can't remember it now. Oh well, oh, there's there's too many. They're all flooding in. 
I have to go with the <laughs> first one. The, the, the first of the new It movies. Oh, shit, the bed. I forgot about It. Ah, oh, <laughs> It's fucking amazing. One and two are amazing, yeah. Fuck I don't like the second one. I don't like the second one. Do you not? I thought the second one was no. pretty decent. Good actors in it, just plot was a bit, yeah. Yeah, fair. How about you, Rob? Well, this is why I let you go first, Rich, so I could make some notes. Oh. Hey, nice. So I've actually got a five now. So my number five is It Follows, because nice. that is a I've not seen that. Problem. I've no. not seen that. No. But my girlfriend kind of spoiled it to me, so. It's still worth a watch. It is. Okay, okay. I will. I'll, I'll get on it. Uh, my number four, Return of the Living Dead. Nice. The sequel to Living Dead. Yeah. Just because it's really good. It's because it's a film that acknowledges Night of the Living Dead as a film or as, a, as an entity. Like, yeah. Films don't often do that. It's always like, oh, zombies, what's that? I've never heard of that before. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number three, Evil Dead 2, because comedy and horror. Yeah, go ahead. Perfect mix. Number two, I'm stealing yours, Matt, uh, Night, Night on Elm Street. Yeah, no, that's fair. Because that, Freddy Krueger is the best anti-hero. And number one, The Cube. I don't know if you guys have seen Cube. Cube, that rings a bell. What's that ring a bell? It's a Canadian independent, really clever horror film about being stuck in a cube. <laughs> Oh, that, that, sounds, that sounds awful. Like, like in the sense that, like, I have really bad. Um, what's the what's the one when you're stuck in like a lift and you can't take it? I can't think of what it's called. Um, yeah, that's what, like I'd get really yeah. bad. So the thought of that. <laughs> that means, there's there's another one. There's like a really shit uh, thriller film. Um, I think it was called like Buried Alive or something. And a guy gets like buried in a coffin. But it's not even meant to be a horror film, but it terrified the shit out of me because my claustrophobia kicked in. I was like, I don't like it. <laughs> I watched a weird film the other day. I watched two weird films in the last few weeks. One of them was about this girl who's not allowed to leave her house and there's a man outside with an ice cream van. Um, I've forgotten what it's called. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's, 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 Is that a horror yeah. film? Because that just no, sounds it's, weird. It, it, takes the, it takes the weirdest twist. I thought it was going to be to deal with like some sort of, like you know, what we kind of just alluded to with the laughing, but um, no, it was it, it turned into like a superhero movie, which was really weird. I don't I don't know how it went from where it did to. Oh. Yeah, I, I'll have to try and find it, and I'll put it in the chat or I'll put it on our on our social media. But um, is that? And then I watched this other this other movie. Oh, that one's gone as well. Just forget about you it. Are like, top, you are on top form, say race. Bloody hell! I am a great form. Um, Excellent. Well, one that I one that I know that uh, Rob has seen because you made a whole YouTube video about it. Um, Did I? And yeah, and I've waited till now to bring it up to talk about it because sure. I fucking hate it as well. Starts off really, really strong, but falls off a cliff massively. The Mist, the TV series. Oh God, the Mist, the TV series. Right. Oh and God. The thing was, I. Uh, I watched so I watched that entire series right in the hope that it would get better because like it starts off the whole premise is really strong and I'm like oh this is kind of cool it's got some like cool visuals and stuff I'm like this is kind of cool I can get down with this the characters are a bit thin but you know whatever I'm, I'm I can live with that um but by the end it gets so fucking silly that I was like. Now this like, this has actually like angered me. I haven't been that angry. I watched a TV program since the end of Dexter, and that's really that makes me really angry. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, so 
the mist. Have you? Um, yeah. What, what do you think about it? Have you any further thoughts on that terrible TV program? Oh god! The, like the film. Have you seen the film of the mist? Yes. Maybe. Based based on your recommendation after watching that video, I did watch the film. What do you was, think of that? I thought it was right. It was pretty good. In, I think that's what it should have been. Like, so yes. if you'd have put the production that Netflix had given the TV series into the film, the film would have been next level good. But they just didn't. <laughs> but they didn't. They took an, a, a mediocre idea for a TV show and just dragged it into the ground. Yeah. It's just, it just got worse and worse. I didn't like any of the characters. And then at the end, at the very end, they tried to put in a twist and they're like, oh, cliffhanger. Yeah. See what happens next series. <laughs> no, <Nah. laughs> you got cancelled immediately, lads. <laughs> oh dear. As, um... I, Go on. I, I love. I think a horror, a horror movie has to have a twist unless the whole movie is consistently amazing. Like a twist can sometimes save a horror movie from, from you know, just completely dying on its ass. So <laughs> here's a question. So I have a friend who basically hates horror movies, right? And I said, they said to me that all horror movies are terrible, right? No. And I said, I said. How are they all terrible? And they're like, because they're all like they're all um, too goofy, and you have to suspend your disbelief from to be like real, and just they're just not great, right? Which is a completely whack thing to say, but I was, it got me thinking. I was like, what is actually what defines a decent horror movie? Because I'm obviously like I say, we're all big horror fans, so. I, you know, and I've seen, I've seen your some of the films you watch uh, on your Instagram that you post on Instagram, Rob. I know you go for the dregs of the B sides like I do. I do. Like so, like we we can take some terrible shit and not worry, not let us phase us. But um, what would you class as like what makes a good horror film? I think a good horror film is either just a really good idea, mm. like Nightmare on Elm Street, the original for that kids yeah. getting killed in their dreams, cool idea, made a good film, or just the passion they put into making the film yeah that you can tell and you got it's enjoyable it doesn't need to be a great story but yeah like even, I th- that's not a great story but the, the passion they have in it i think with with horror movies it's like you can have a you can have a blatantly bad horror movie but still love it which yeah. is not the same for an action movie like if i was there's so many bad action movies that i still wouldn't I, I, like I can watch a really bad horror movie and laugh, and then go and feel like I haven't wasted my time. Whereas most, a lot of action movies and stuff like that, I'm, I'm like at the end of it, I actually feel annoyed that I've wasted time. <laughs> so, this is going a really quite random tangent, but I imagine you both have. Have you seen the film Independence Day? Yes, it's a great film. Right, so. Yeah. so that was on television the other day. This was like two days ago, and um. I just happened to walk in, and my mum was just watching it on telly, right? I sat down, I sat watching it, and there's like this bit where there's just like everything exploding, like so it kind of, it kind of in a weird way. And I don't want to get like cancelled, whatever, but it, the way the visuals kind of reminded me of how the twin towers went down. That's the only way I could describe it. Like so, the like, the towers were all like, falling, and like, there's this mat- rather than ash, it was like, all fire and explosions. Um. And the reason I bring this up is uh, talking about um, films that are pretty good, but also, you know, the passion of it. You see that meme when someone goes like, do you want explosion? Director, yes. 
Yeah. <laughs> Literally that film. I just, there's like five minutes straight of just explosions and fire. And I said that joke to my mum and she just looked at me and was like, what? And I was like, that somewhere is a really funny joke, but you just don't you don't understand my jokes. <laughs> <laughs> That's like also I talk about funny jokes. I made a um I put a status up and I only got four likes, so hopefully it's gonna get some more love on here than that did on my Facebook. But I thought it was really funny. Um since lockdown I've eaten way too much food and incre- and become increasingly rank. As a result, with a heavy heart, I must announce on Saturday I'll be forcing myself into tier three eating restrictions until I get my R rankness number below one. <laughs> now, I thought that was a well-crafted joke, and it got like four likes, and I was like, "You lot don't understand comedy." <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst thing when you put something really funny online and no one likes it, and you're like, yeah. "No, it's it's good." Yeah. I, to be honest, I almost deleted it. I'm not gonna lie, because I was just like, "No, this is funny. You will laugh at this joke." But apparently, no one did. So, um, yeah, was so I've, got, I've got a couple more points I just want to uh, ask and say. Obviously, um, you've been fairly open about um your sort of LGBT kind of stuff. I don't know if you want to talk about that. If that's yeah, no, of course, yeah, cool. Um, I was just saying you, a little bit about it. Yeah, no, I say, how did you get into the whole? Well, actually, you, know, you you tell us, you tell us your your story, as it were, because it's interesting. Because <laughs> I don't know it, and that's why I kind of do. You know what I mean, um, I mean, it's confusing. I don't even know where to start. Let me start with I consider myself gender fluid, mm. um, which started as cross dressing, and now I'm gender fluid and bisexual, pansexual, okay, whatever. So, They're all confusing terms. So, I. Again, I don't want to come across ignorant here. So, what is gender fluid in the most basic terms that you could describe it, or not? Some, you like it. It's absolutely fine. Some days I consider myself more masculine. Some days I consider myself more feminine. Okay. It changes. That's yeah. the cool. Just because, like, as you say, there are so many different terms. Like, you, I think a lot of people get confused between the difference between gender and sexuality because there is obviously a difference. <laughs> yes. Do you know what I mean? And like, people go, well are you gay does that mean you're like this and you're that and it's like well no that's that's one thing that's another thing completely do you know what i mean like who i choose yeah. to, to choose to fall in love with and be romantic with is completely different to my gender for they're, mm-hmm. they're not into interlinked and stuff but yeah go ahead <laughs> i saw something online the other day actually that summed it up as there's the confusion of uh, bisexuality, pansexuality, and a bunch of other ones, and it was like, yes, there is a lot of crossover, but to some people, it's important that they are whichever one it is. It doesn't yeah. really affect you. Respect it. Yeah, you know, definitely, That's definitely. Funny. I was going to say because I I came out as bisexual in twenty sixteen, twenty seventeen, something like that. But basically, I've known I've been to guys and girls since I was about fifteen, something like that. And it's kind of like it was such a non important thing to begin with and then I could find like I could tell people who I'd met five minutes ago but I couldn't tell my closest friends I've known all my life and at that yeah. point I realised something had to change pretty dramatically and I was like not that it's any and the one thing my sort of friends came across especially my, my male friends were like oh does that mean you fancy me and I'm just like oh get some taste like do you <laughs> honestly think that I fancy you like get over you do, do you know what I mean and I was like so you're not gonna like try and oh, no, I'm not gonna try and get with you. Get over it. Like, <laughs> and apart from that, they're now fine. No, do you know what I mean? It's just yeah, that was kind of my experience with it. But um, so yeah. did you have a coming out, or was it just? 
Um, so it's quite, I, I regret coming out the way I did because I, I came out on Facebook, which isn't the best way to do it. Like, but I was laying in bed one night and I said, "Look, I wrote the status out. I've had it for a while. And I was like, I'm just gonna post it, and if no one says anything within five minutes, I'll delete it." And if so, and it just so happened that apparently the whole world was on Facebook that <laughs> evening, and it just went fucking mental. And I went okay, I can't really back out now. It's kind of a thing. Like, do you know what I mean? Because in my head, I was like, if no one sees it, I can play it off and be like, oh, it's just a thing that happened. You know, someone hacked my Facebook or whatever. But the fact, oh my God, I'm so proud. Please, for you, blah, blah. And I'm just like, ah, yeah. okay, I, I now can't I think, now. <laughs> I think, do, do you agree that like, if that didn't get um, like, like a like, so people didn't, didn't track, that's almost a good thing as well because it means that people are just kind of taking it as more of a, as a normal thing. Yeah. Because I mean, people are just like scrolling past it and not going, oh my God. People are just mm. going, oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't even think about it like that, to be honest. I was just more like concerned that people were going to be assholes about it. But, you know, I mean, looking back now, people still are assholes, but, you know, they're not as bad as what they could could have been, you know. Um most people just sound greedy now, and I'm like, my argument to that is, when you've got a face like this and a body like this, you kind of got out of both, really, haven't you? Like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, open up the field, why not? Like, <laughs> but um, yeah, go ahead. Do you say? Do you tell? <laughs> um, what to talk about that? I was just thinking, I didn't really come out. Mm. The only person I really came out to was my dad because he was the one I was worried about a reaction to. Mm. And I, in the car with him, I said, I think I'm bisexual. And he went, okay. And I was like, oh, d- does it not matter? Oh, okay. And then it's kind of made me realize, who gives a shit? Yeah. <laughs> Is it something like you want a reaction though? Like, did you kind of like almost wanted to have that kind of, um, sort of that teenage kind of stamp your foot and go, no, this is like, it's not a phase, mom. Like, do you know what I mean? That's <laughs> who I am. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I was maybe expecting that, but I don't, him not having a reaction was kind of exactly what I needed to kind of go, oh, this isn't a big deal. Cool. I think yeah. the best reaction is no reaction for mm-hmm. things like that. Because it just means that people are just accepting things more and just, it, like, making a big deal out of it um, or being angry about it is obviously both are a step backwards in my eyes because if you're making a big deal about it you're basically saying that you're like you're kind of worried you're kind of you know but when you're showing no kind of reaction it just means it's like it's well it doesn't really it's just it's it's just you you know it's it's not a big deal yeah yeah I think I think some people can get a bit uh, defensive it's a bit like it's like a similar to the racism (laughs) thing isn't it saying oh I'm not a racist I have a black friend and it's like, <laughs> yeah, all right, but that doesn't that doesn't like it's not a box ticking exercise. Do you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, yeah, I was gonna say because obviously I've seen you on, on Facebook when you because you term it girl mode. Am I right? I, think, I do. Yes. Yeah, which, which I think is really cool. And um, damn girl, like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> like you um, yeah, it, it's it's one of those things. Like you've got so much confidence to do that like it's just as I say it shouldn't be a thing it should be you should be able to do no matter who you are as a person you should be able to wear whatever you want regardless but it's so inspiring to me at least and anyone listening just to go holy shit like that takes some fucking excuse the language but some fucking balls do you know what I mean because it does like do you know what I mean yes yeah it does it as you say it shouldn't but yeah. 
but it does. And when you do it, it's, it's a good feeling. And I actually haven't posted much like that on my boy Instagram because I now have a girl Instagram. Um, which you get like people in my regular sphere don't know about it but yes uh, my female persona is called Emily Shadows get that Uh, it's still just me it's not (laughs) I spent ages thinking of that name so uh... (laughs) it kind of reminds me of um, did you ever have Bebo as a kid when you were younger oh god I think I did yeah my my, uh, Bebo name was something like Dark Shadow of Intent or some fucking (laughs) terrible thing made a great band name so if you, if you want to make a three-piece black metal band, we're writing that down. Like that's going to be our black metal name. <laughs> I think I was trying to think of something gothic and then just was like chainsaw or dagger. I gave that one like shadows. <laughs> See, Reese, Reese is like a beaver and he's got no idea. Like... <laughs> I, th- I think I think beaver was still around when I was in primary school. Fucking hell, that makes me feel so I think. Reese, did you ever have a MySpace? No, no. That was <laughs> oh, <all> right. <laughs> Sorry. That was. I, I hear. I hear like the 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 myths and not myths. The the legends of the MySpace. I was never cool enough to have a MySpace. I have to say, I I didn't really jump. I was. I jumped on. Oh god, I'm pretty sure it was like called Pixo or something. Was a website. Yeah, like, Pixo was a thing. I think. I see exactly. Yeah, you remember. Uh, it was like a so ego a social media and blogging website found in 2003 and basically you make your own code and stuff up and it was kind of like way more intense than it should have been for like a social (laughs) media based platform but you could make like your own website and stuff which was really cool and then obviously it was MSN and Bebo and Facebook I miss Bebo I miss sending people love on Bebo that was good fun (laughs) so wait Reese, were you two when when that came out am I doing my maths right in 2003 I was born in 2002 so Oh, that's so gross. <laughs> I was saying, I'm born in 93. I should have just gone along like, with it. I should have oh. gone with it. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> He's so young. <laughs> this is not fair. Well, You're just old. Both of you are old. Yes, I agree. I'm very old. Are you older than me or younger than you? You're 93. I'm 91. 91? Okay, so you're a little bit older than me. That's fair. Yeah. Oh, old man syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> but at least we could turn around and say that we saw the bands when they were cool. <laughs> Question. Gone. Are my better years to come? Or have they been? <laughs> oh, God, the better years to come, for sure. Okay, thank God. I think so. That is, my, therapist tells me, <laughs> my therapist tells me that the, your 30s are actually really good. Um, I'll wait and see. I'll let you know. I'll be there before you. <laughs> I'm literally dreading my days. Unless uh, I get there before you because time travel. Alright, Matt. I mean, if you... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love it. Ah, oh, dear. That would be, be cool, though, wouldn't it? If you, that's the point. If you could... I'll complete a random tangent. If you could time travel anywhere, where would you go? Ooh. And what would you do? I don't um, know. <laughs> And place travel, not just time travel here, right? No, place and time. So you basically you got the TARDIS, so you get one trip. Oh. I'd, and a trip I'd go back, to that. Obviously. There's not really, there's not really much place I want to go. So I'd probably like time travel to that um, ACDC concert in the River Plate. I love that you've instantly just gone for a music-related thing and like. <laughs> yeah, because I, I can't think of. There was me thinking. There was me thinking. I could kill Hitler. I could save like millions <laughs> of people, and you're just like. 
I can go see ACDC. <laughs> Who are still touring now. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, but that, at least that concert's so cool. <laughs> Mate, Pink or Floyd I... existed, and they're like your favourite band I ever. Guess, you yeah. could have gone see oh. them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh you're, you're making me... Oh, I don't know. Maybe that, that was... Oh. <laughs> I'd go... I'd go to the pyramids, maybe. Back when they were... To see if there was aliens. I think I think I would basically just go back to like nineteen, yeah, nineteen seventies, and then just live out my life from there. Because I can then I could be a teenager in the eighties, right? Because the eighties were the fucking shit. I wasn't there, but from what I understand, it's the fucking shit. They had the best music, they had the best clothes. They were just cool. Like I just think everyone in the eighties is cool as fuck. So yeah, I, I think I, that'd be cool. I, I and now, I'd be like, what would that make me now? Like 50? Something like that? I'd be in my 50s if I was born in the 70s? No. 40s. 40s. Yeah, I'd be in my 40s. And then I can basically go, oh, all these bloody ginger, um, what do they call them? Millennials. It's all the millennials. millennials. Oh, I could be like a grumpy old man. That I, I am didn't now, know, right? not. <laughs> there was something to do with, I, 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 this might be completely wrong, but millennials aren't actually people born between in the in the two thousands, it's people that grew up in the two th- in the early two thousands. So it's yes, people born late. That's people born nineteen eighty. Yeah, exactly. How so when people say all oh, these millennials, they're actually just dissing themselves. Okay, boomer. Pretty... <laughs> what? I'm pretty sure I'm like Karen. I'm meant to be like I'm meant to be Gen Z or something, aren't I? Because I'm actually born in the 2000s. Yeah, something like that. We it's all weird. To, like, have we gone back to talking about genders again? I'm really confused. <laughs> Gender Z. Gender Z. Oh, dear. Absolutely love it. Right, cool. We are at the nearly hour mark, so I'm going to start to casually wrap things up slowly, slowly. Um, so we said at the start of the podcast, way back when, after this is the second time doing it, as we, as we previously mentioned... Um, that we were going to ask you your musical unpopular opinion. Do you have your musical unpopular opinion? I do. I've been going back and forth on this as we've been okay. talking. I've got a few. Okay, well, but... fair enough, yeah. We, we could talk about it a little bit. We'll, we'll keep the main one, but throw some honourable Keep the main one for the end. Yeah, keep the main one, but the honourable mentions we could talk about. Okay, so the honourable mentions. Um, Bohemian Rhapsody is only okay. Yep, controversial, I know. Um, okay. Not saying that Queen are only okay. Queen are fantastic. But Bohemian Rhapsody, as a song, it's not It's not their best song. Okay, fucking hell. Um, I love that, <laughs> as you said, that Reese's screen just went off. Like, he just walked down disgust. Just, <laughs> I've had enough of this. Um, I'm leaving. <laughs> okay, so do you think it's because it's overplayed? Is that the problem? I mean, maybe, but also it hasn't got a lot of rhythm to it. It's just lots of uh, like spoken word rap stuff. Yeah, I, I like the fact that you've backed up with musical opinion, not just gone. Yeah, it's just, yeah, I just I don't, don't like you. That would not have gone down. <laughs> so, what, what would you say is a, a better song by Queen then? <laughs> I mean, I don't want to say most of them. But, <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to look it up because. 
Oh, what's that? I want to ride my bicycle. Is that the name of the song? I want that's... to ride my bicycle. Yeah, I think, I think that's it's like bicycle. Bicycle. Um, Everyone at home will know what song that is, for sure. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Killer Queen. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, Killer Queen's amazing. We are the champions. Like, Yeah. It's not... I did lip syncing to that in school on stage <laughs> in my, one of my last days. I did like a whole lip sync thing. I dressed up as um, Brian Johnson from ACDC. I did like a... I did the uh, back in black, and then I I lip synced uh, We Are the Champions because okay, I thought I've never done anything I've never done anything on stage uh, in school. I'm gonna go out with a bang, so I decided to do a whole full lip sync performance. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna try and save your bacon here a little bit. Um, so here's the headline: <laughs> Punk guy doesn't like prog rock song. <laughs> There we go. I've summed it up for you. I like guy who likes songs no longer than one minute twenty three doesn't 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 like Bohemian Rhapsody. I've saved you. I've, I've saved you from the from the flames. That's a, it's, a, it's a good summary to be fair. <laughs> oh dear. What else have you got? Um, so this is one me and Esther were talking about recently. Mm. Um, a lot of rock and metal bands from the 80s, so like uh, Guns N' Roses, Stone Roses, Rod Stewart, they all sound basically the same. Yeah. It took for rock and metal to split for it to actually get some difference. But you hear like Bruce Springsteen on the radio now and you're like, oh, who's that? Is that Guns N' Roses? Like, could be anybody. Yeah, no, I, I, I get what you mean. Like Radio 2. It all just morphs. All the all the all the different music genres. I couldn't tell you what. <laughs> I just yeah, but, could, yeah, yeah. But Reece, you're a young person though. That's why well, you're not radio. You'll learn. You'll learn to love it. You'll learn to love it. No, I, I, that's why I choose to listen to him work. I just I just do also find that like all those kind of genres kind of morph together, and they they do sound very similar. So I, I can back that unpopular opinion. I'm not on my own there on that one. That's good. That's good to know. Have you got any race? What, my Is... unpopular opinion? Yeah. We know mine. What was yours? I can't remember S- Slayer is overrated. Oh, yeah. That's not <laughs> unpopular, though. Like, it's what? <laughs> it's not unpopular, <laughs> like. What do you think of Raining Blood? Eh, it's all right. I know, right? I know. I mean, Literally. That's an unpopular opinion. That's alright, you know. <laughs> sake. Cool intro. Another intro. <laughs> cool intro. I'm just trying to, to piss off as many people as possible. That's what I'm saying. I like that Black Sabbath song. It's uh, I like the rain interest about it. <laughs> <laughs> the thunder and lightning at the beginning. Okay, what is your ultimate controversial opinion? To end this podcast. Drum roll. Drum roll. That's a okay, drum roll. so I was. I know. I I it. Have it, have it, have it. Okay. Oh. How will that all, how will that all work on the audio? I have no <laughs> idea. Just put in an actual drum roll, that'd be fine. That, that would be better, yeah. <laughs> it would. Okay, my actual controversial opinion The Sound of Silence, the cover by Disturbed, is abysmal. I've, I thought you were about to say it's great. Which I was about to say it's better than the original. Yeah. Okay. Oh my god. We're not because the actual it. song is beautiful and wonderful and fantastic. And then their cover is odd, weird, I, I rough. Can, I, can, I can understand if you like the original. And I do. 
for all it's worth. I do like the original. The original is really good. Um, Matt, there's a place for both. Matt, you're missing the premise of the co- the, the ultimate know, controversial. I, I wanna, opinion. I wanna, I wanna <laughs> you do not place, discuss. This is the problem. There's a place for both. Surely, this is why it's controversial. You've been rattled by the the opinion. I've been rattled as well. I think I I, I agree, but. Yeah, we mustn't speak of the controversial, the ultimate controversial <laughs> opinion. It must be. It is now in the hall of fame of controversial opinions. It will never be discussed ever again. Exactly. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. It now gets basically edited on Wikipedia as fact. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Once it's said at the end of the podcast, it is now factual. <laughs> um, where can people keep up to date on your shizzle? Um, on all of my social medias, my Twitter is Overage Kid. My YouTube is, I think, Robert J Palmer. Who even yes. knows? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I take this. Um, <laughs> and you know, if you want to check out my girl mode Instagram, Emily Shadows, which I also Twitch as. So, and also, uh, I didn't even I didn't even mention the website as well, Music Explorer. Oh my god, Music Festival Explorer, my website. I forgot that. It's got so many things. Um, <laughs> I had too many. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time. Um, it's been absolutely wonderful. I apologise for the first twenty minutes where we didn't record, where we did record, but it was just me talking and me laughing at my own jokes. Apparently, that's what it sounds like, <laughs> which is mental. But um, the rambles of a madman, literally. Um, so we're going to do what we call the old fake goodbye. So we're going to say goodbye, and then I'm going to stop recording, and then we're going to chat for a minute, and then we'll do whatever. Right, cool. So um, thanks everybody. Thanks for as always. Thanks Rob. See Thank you. Thanks for having me. Cheers. Bye bye bye. Bye bye. 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 B